This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Coming up on the show, we take a look at the highest paid players in the game, the biggest sports rivalries, the Gareth Bale Zinedine Zidane saga as it continues to make headlines, and much more only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 95. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back to the Halftime Show. I am Omar Duri, your host covering everything sport, international, local, Plenty to talk about on today's show. Gareth Bale and Zinedine Zidane steal the headlines. Bale's career at the Bernabeu appears to be drawing to a close after Zidane said the Welshman was very close to leaving the club. The four-time Champions League winner was left out of Real's 3-1 preseason defeat to Bayern Munich. We hoped he leaves soon, said Zinedine Zidane. It would be best for everyone. We are working on his transfer to a new team. I have nothing personal against him, but there comes a time where things are done because they must be done. What would you do if you were in Zinedine Zidane's position? Would you publicly speak about it or try to handle things internally? The problem you have when you publicly air internal matters in the football world is it puts the player under the spotlight. Meaning, you're negotiating this compromise because you know you have an unhappy player, an unhappy club, and a desperate agent. And how Zinedine Zidane has done so far in his managerial career at the early stages has been marvellous. But as he's come back now, he's clearly clearing out a lot of the players he doesn't want. And do you believe that Zinedine Zidane is doing the right thing with Gareth Bale? Has he been harsh or is he trying to force Gareth Bale to leave the club? What are your thoughts on that? If you're on Instagram Live, let us know. Send us a message. Or if you're on 4215, text us on Itasalat or do let us know what you think of the Zinedine Zidane Gareth Bale saga. Plenty to talk about today. I put a poll on my Instagram earlier asking who has been more successful, Zinedine Zidane or Gareth Bale? And does Zidane possibly have no choice and is clearing the wage bill to bring in a certain Paul Pogba? We all know that the Frenchman is, let's say, very, very fond of uh, the Manchester United player. But will he actually make the transfer possible? And will that be by letting Gareth Bale go by facilitating the wages to be able to afford Paul Pogba? Bale's agent, Jonathan Barnett, subsequently hit out at Zidane, calling the legendary Frenchman a disgrace for his treatment of a player who has starred in four Champions League triumphs. Let's just put that in perspective. Four Champions League wins under Gareth Bale's belt. Josh Barnett told ESPN, if and when Gareth goes, it will be because it's in the best interest of Gareth and nothing to do with Zidane pushing. He's still one of the best players in the world, one of the top five, and his future will continue at a great club. Now that gives you a bit of a hint of where Jonathan Barnett thinks Gareth Bale is and where he will end up. So if you're thinking of top five in the world, who are your top five current footballers in the world? Is Gareth Bale anywhere near that or is that just agent talk? 
Do you agree with that? Since his arrival, Real Madrid have won the Copa del Rey, the Champions League four times, La Liga once, one Spanish Super Cup, three UEFA Super Cups, and four FIFA Club World Cups. Now, no other British export has won more major titles or scored more on top flight goals abroad than the Wales record goal scorer. And this morning, for those that watched at 3 a.m., Real Madrid defeated Arsenal on penalties, which saw an unemotional Gareth Bale score one, make a goal line clearance, and miss a penalty. So he's definitely stealing the headlines after a friendly that sometimes, with the two big clubs, appears more than just a practice session to get your fitness levels up. It was clear when interviewing Zidane that all the headlines would be about Bale. And Zidane said, he played today, he wanted to, and he did a good job. And that, uh, that begs the question, has he not wanted to play? Is that something that he refused to in the past, especially against Bayern Munich? The comments raised as Bale chose not to play against Bayern Munich, provoking the reaction after the game. I still feel there's a lot more to, of the story than we know. Is it the president who often has the final say on these things? We know that Florentino Perez has been very vocal in who he wants in and out, especially during this era where there is a transition period. Now, or is it the players who have just had enough? We have discussed player power on the halftime show when we had Safe Ruby here, and I can imagine the captain, Sergio Ramos, has a big say on matters at the club and especially at the dressing room. Now, before we take a break, let me leave you with something to think about. What defines success at a big club like Real Madrid? Is it titles? Is it goals? Is it assists? Or is it personal glory? Now, some of you might say it depends on position. And some of you might say it depends on the circumstances. Text us on 4215 on or do, or send me a message on Instagram Live at Pulse95Radio or at Omar Alduri and let me know what you feel about that. I'm going to give you four players, okay? Four players, because you know sometimes statistics lie. I'm going to give you four players. So out of these four players, who was the most successful at Real Madrid? Luis Figo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, Zinedine Zidane, or Gareth Bale? Who was the most successful out of those four players? Gareth Bale, Luis Figo, Zinedine Zidane, or Brazilian Ronaldo? Coming up after the break, we'll reveal a lot more, including the top rivalries in football and the biggest clubs in the world. Stay tuned on the Halftime Show only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, hope you're having a blessed day. Now, before the break, I asked out the following players who has the most success at Real Madrid and what defines success at a big club. Now, thank you all for your messages and support. And I've had some really good points. Now, the four players were Gareth Bale, Luis Figo, Zinedine Zidane and Ronaldo. So out of five seasons, we're averaging it out. Okay. Gareth Bale has won 14 titles. Luis Figo has won seven. Zidane has won six. And Ronaldo has won four. And we're talking about the Brazilian Ronaldo. Out of the games, Gareth Bale has played 217 compared to Luis Figo's 245. 
Zidane's 239 and 177 for Ronaldo. However, goals scored, you got to give it to the Brazilian legend himself. Ronaldo scored 104 goals, more than any of the four players. Assists, the most assists out of everyone has been Luis Figo. But what's been surprising is Gareth Bale's stats are phenomenal. So we tend to forget exactly how much he's done. And what would these players be worth in the current game? Now, I was having a real good chat with Karim from the team here at Pulse about players and their roles. And we spoke about Hazard, Sanchez, Henri, and the way the team adapted to their style of play. Now, that's why certain players work at certain clubs. When Alexis Sanchez played for Arsenal, he was phenomenal. Why? Because the team played to his strengths. When Hazard played for Chelsea, despite how many managers were changed, the players always adapt to Hazard's strengths. Whether he played on the wing, whether he played as a false number nine, whether he played as a midfielder, whichever position he played, the Chelsea players fed Hazard. Now, same thing now we're talking about with Thierry Henry when he was at Arsenal. Again, one of the best players, if not the best player in the Premier League to ever grace it. However, when he went to Barcelona, there was a lot more stars out there. So we're talking about that. But I came across an interesting article in, uh, on Forbes, actually, on the highest paid players out there in 2019. Now, any guesses who the highest paid players are in the world? If you would say the highest paid player in 2019. Who do you think that would be? Now, I know a lot of you are saying it's obviously going to be, you know, your Lionel Messi's and your Ronaldo's. But who do you think got paid more? Text us on 4215 and give us your top three paid players. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count you down from 10. Antoine Griezmann, the total of $27.7 million. His salary and his bonus, $23.2 million. In endorsements, 4.5. Now... Mesut Ozil, whether he's worth it or not, his total is 30.2 million. His salary and his bonuses are 23.7 million. And that is something that is amazing when you think of the players he's assigned. Kylian Mbappe, 30.6 million. Salary, 26.6 million in one year at the age of just 20. That's another thing. Alexis Sanchez is up there as well with 28.3 million earning a year. Paul Pogba at number four earns 29 million a year. And number three, Neymar Jr. earns 75 million a year. What would you do with $75 million a year? At second, Cristiano Ronaldo earns $65 million a year at Juventus with his endorsements at the age of 34. And yes, folks, you guessed it. Number one on the paid salary for 2019 with $92 million a year is Lionel Messi. Now, I'm sure all of you probably would have guessed that in terms of who gets um, the most expensive uh, money a year. And yes, you were right. Lionel Messi uh, definitely tops that, and rightfully so. He's been at Barcelona. He's been at one club for a very long time. And that's exactly how you look at it in the world of football. Um, it's been incredible to see his rise. But do you think that Lionel Messi deserves it? Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, uh, Mesut Ozella 8. That was a bit crazy as well. I, I don't know if I would have uh, agreed with that. 
But nowadays, football is more than just a sport. It's a business, it's a way of entertainment, and it's bringing in so much money. Um, regardless of whatever league you're playing in, we're talking about China, we're talking about the US, which is evolving, the Premier League, uh, Serie A in Italy, the Bundesliga in Germany. So text us on 4215 and let us know if you did guess the four players in the order in terms of Figo, Ronaldo, Zidane and Bale, whose stats were better. Gareth Bale's stats were phenomenal. I mean, to think of how much he's won, I think he's been treated fairly at Real Madrid, but Brazilian Ronaldo is still the man for me. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you've missed today's show, you can find us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. If you type in the Halftime Show, you can catch all the content, everything that we share here, all the guests, all the amazing people that are behind the scenes, only on Pulse95. Sport everything related internationally and locally when it comes to boxing football american football tennis cricket we have it all here guys live on pulse 95 in the heart of Sharjah. if you missed today's show already we spoke about gareth bale against zinedine zidane if you were in zidane's position what would you do do you think he's harsh in the way he's treated gareth bale or if you're sitting on 550,000 pounds a week do you have to force a move and leave Real Madrid or just live life? Guys, let me know what you think. Text us on 4215. We also spoke about the highest paid earners in 2019 in the world of football, which was big. And talking amongst that, a certain Lionel Messi and Ronaldo were on the top two earners. But in sport, who is your favorite rivalry? Now, when you think of sport, it could be any sport, guys. Let us know. What rivalry stands out for you? And I'm not talking about teams. I'm talking about people. Now, whether it was tennis, whether it was football, American football, the UFC, football, or even cricket. Do you have two standout people? Now, the obvious one would be Messi versus Ronaldo. And I understand that. And the debate rages on as fans around the world passionately argue their points. Who is the greatest of all time? One thing can't be argued that is both have captivated the eye and both have elevated the other to reach optimal levels. But will La Liga ever see a better rival than Messi and Ronaldo? Now, their all-time career and club uh, games, what I want to uh, run you through is a couple of stats I pulled out. Now, Ronaldo has scored 689 goals and 218 assists in 900 and 62 appearances. Messi has scored 671 goals, but 271 assists in 822. Now, do you judge that by goals, by performances? Messi's clearly assisted more. Does that suggest he's more of a team player? But Cristiano Ronaldo has not had the same team that Messi has had at Barcelona. Now, with hat-tricks, Ronaldo has scored 53 hat-tricks and Messi has scored 51. So Messi's got two more to catch up. On penalties, Ronaldo has scored 110, missed 23, 
and Messi scored 84 and missed 25. Now, if we're looking at their 2018-2019 club statistics, Messi for Barcelona just last season scored 51 goals, 19 assists in 50 matches with five penalties, four hat-tricks and a, a one, one to two goal ratio. Ronaldo, however, for Juventus has scored 28 goals, 10 assists and 43 matches. So that tells you in terms of the teams and the leagues perhaps that we have to consider. But do you, even as a Messi fan, do you miss having Ronaldo in La Liga? They just seem to be, on a Saturday, if if Real Madrid played and Ronaldo scored a hat-trick, then normally on a Sunday, <laughs> Barcelona would play and Messi would score a hat-trick. And I just thought they both elevated each other. Now, earlier on the show, I asked you what defines success. Is it trophies? Is it goals? Is it personal success? And if we look at Ronaldo's club honours, he's won three Premier League titles, one FA Cup, two League Cups, two La Liga titles, two Copa del Reyes, two Super Cups, and five Champions Leagues, four with Real Madrid and one with Man United and two UEFA Super Cups. The list carries on. He's also won a Serie A title. He's won the Portugal Super Cup. He's won the Supercoppa Italiana. Now, when you look at Messi, he's been with the same club. He's won 10 La Liga titles, six Copa del Reyes, seven Spanish Super Cups, four UEFA Champions Leagues, three Super Cups, and three Club World Cups. Guys, let me know. Send us a message and let me know who is the greatest. Is it Messi? Is it Ronaldo? Will we ever see a rivalry like those two? I don't think so. In UFC, the classic one is John Jones versus DC, Daniel Cormier. Now, on one hand, all the talk was about the trilogy after they fought twice. Will Jones and Cormier fight again, especially with Cormier approaching the end of his career? Will it be at light heavyweight or heavyweight? And when Jones faced DC, he failed the drugs test and had personal issues. And however, now that he's back on track and clean, they stripped him of his title back in the day before he made his comeback. Now Daniel Comer is reaching the end of his career and is an established, incredible fighter. It has been a credit to the sport. However, John Jones is from a different planet altogether because his ability to be able to master all the martial arts has been phenomenal. The hardest battle or opponent in my opinion, with John Jones, was always overcoming himself. You always used to see him get into trouble. We all have our demons and mental battles we wish to overcome. But if he goes down as the best martial artist in history, his legacy would have had classics such as DC1, Gustafsson, DC2, and the battle to overcome himself as a person, athlete, and a human being, especially being a family man. In boxing, the rivalry, I would say, is Muhammad Ali against Joe Fraser. For all the boxing fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. The trilogy between Muhammad Ali and Joe Fraser represents not only a struggle inside the ring, but a cultural battle outside of it. In the 1970s, the United States was changing. The struggle for civil rights was being played out and the military was fighting a war in Vietnam. For many, Ali was the voice of change. He was loud and brash, he voiced his displeasure and was critical of the government when he refused to serve in the military. He did so knowing he would have to forfeit his heavyweight title. Frazier, on the other hand, was Ali's opposite. Frazier visited the troops, he never ran his mouth, his work inside the ring spoke for himself, but when Ali vacated the title, Frazier was ready to be the next champion. He beat Ali first, then Ali and Frazier fought twice more with Ali winning both encounters. 
The last of these was a 1975 thriller in Manila, which was like the first bout won in the Ring Fight of the Year Award and many other honors. Their fights were more than just two men boxing. It was two movements colliding. Now, other ones that come to mind, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Since the turn of the century, there hasn't been a bigger rivalry in terms of quarterback versus quarterback than Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. The two have faced each other 14 times with Brady's team coming out on top 10 times. In terms of stats, Brady has a definite edge over Manning in every category except for passing yards per game. And last but not least, we saw it recently, Roger Federer against Rafael Nadal. What a rivalry in tennis, and especially in Wimbledon, they were incredible. They've played each other 40 times, with Nadal leading the head-to-head 24-16. Their most recent encounter was in the semi-final of the 2019 Wimbledon Championship just recently, where Federer defeated Nadal in four sets to lose to Djokovic Nakovic. Now, guys, out of all those rivalries, which one do you think stands out the most let us know text us on 4215 or if you're on instagram live let me know what you think guys this show is all about you we're almost reaching full time you still got one segment stay tuned for more on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the halftime show podcast this is the halftime show with omar Paduri on pulse 95 Welcome back to the Halftime Show. What a day it's been. Guys, if you have missed the show, you've got no excuses. You should be on that. We had uh, a lot to talk about today. We had Gareth Bale versus Zinedine Zidane, the highest paid earners in sport, and also what the biggest rivalries have been. And we've had a lot of people messaging in. So let me run you through what people have said so far. In terms of rivalries, Murad said... Rivalries are very common, but CR7 and Messi is on a different planet. Messi has not competed at the other leagues that Ronaldo has, which gives Ronaldo a little bit more credit. Murad, I agree with you in that sense. I would have loved to see Messi step out of his comfort zone and compete. Can you imagine him at the Premier League? I mean, what a league. That would have been even more than it is at the moment now. Maria, she says, let Bale go. Don't keep a player that doesn't want to be there. Maria, I agree with you. The only question is who can afford them at the moment and especially that they've refused to let him go out on loan so if you think about it it's at least 80 million for his value plus 600,000 pounds a week and he's earning about 15 million a year so if you can find me someone that can uh, afford that then I'm sure he'll be on the next plane Rafiq says Frazier versus Ali changed the face of boxing and put these clowns in the modern game to shame that's a very good point I mean people normally normally remember Muhammad Ali as the icon himself but the Frazier fight did change boxing uh, the first fight because he lost and the second two fights because he actually took it to another level in terms of fighting for what he believes at a period that was very controversial in the US and also in terms of rights in terms of racism there was a lot going on so yes Rafiq I love that uh, Muhammad Ali Blushi do I think do you think Hazard will give Messi something to cry about Now, regarding that, here's my take on that. If you look at Barcelona, they've got Griezmann, Messi, Suarez, possibly Neymar. If you look at Real Madrid, they've got Hazard, Vinicius, Modric, Benzema, Jovic, and possibly Pogba. So it's going to be a very attacking uh, team 
regardless of who we're talking. I'm not sure. I think Hazard can, is going to be an asset anywhere, but it also depends if he adopts the position as a left winger or if he plays up front. That will really dictate in terms of how Zidane wants to play, but I know that, I mean, who, who doesn't want to play for Zinedine Zidane? Anas mentioned the Newcastle versus Sunderland rivalry in football. And you know what? Some people might laugh about that, but to the Geordies and to uh, Newcastle, it is a matter of life and death when it comes to that rivalry. So I can definitely see where he's coming from. He also says that DC and John Jones is the biggest rivalry in mixed martial arts. And Anas, as covered in the third segment, if you were watching, that's exactly, or listening, that's exactly what I believe too. Um, Tyson and Holyfield, that's another one. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Um, Manny Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Ishtar, who is going to be my guest on Saturday. Shout out to Ishtar, uh, the world champion jiu-jitsu. And she's a female who kicks exactly. So we can't wait to see her there. Uh, guys, if you have enjoyed the show, please, please follow us, share the content. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, The Halftime Show. We're on Instagram Live. And we're on Pulse95Radio.com. You guys have been amazing. And just because you guys have been amazing, you get a round of applause. That's just who I am. I'm in a giving mood. And you guys have been incredible. Guys, sending you all the love and blessings on today. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. Tune in on Saturday, 3 to 4, on The Halftime Show, where I will be interviewing Ishtar Azawi for a great special on jujitsu and the mindset behind it. Coming up next, the news. You've been amazing. Stay tuned for more. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m. 